yes, life is busy, but there's always a space to recharge and be reminded of what is truly important. So I would encourage everyone to enter that space, even if it only takes 15 minutes. Welcome to PRN, Pause, Renew, Next, a podcast about soul care, scripture, and stories of faith. I'm Jenny Detweiler, and friends, I am so glad that you joined me here today. In the months of January and February, I've been talking about burnout, depression, the winter blues, anxiety, and what it looks like to recover and take care of ourselves. But I'm interrupting that series today for a guest interview, and you are going to love today's guest. I got to speak with Emily Rusley Budiman, a new friend of mine that I met over Instagram, and she is a fellow podcaster, and I just love this girl. You will love her too. By trade, she's a data scientist, but in her personal life, she's a wife, mom, and she's got her own ministry called The 15-Minute Space, where she has a blog and also a new podcast that I think you guys are really going to love. In today's episode, we talk about her story, what motherhood has been like and how it's changed her, and how her podcast came to be. M's faith is inspiring. So without further ado, let's jump into the conversation. Well, Em, welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad to have you. Would you like to share a little bit about yourself, your family, what you do? Absolutely. And first of all, thank you, Jeannie, for having me. It's such an honor to be here. Hello, everyone. My name is Emily, and I'm originally from Indonesia, a country in Southeast Asia. I've been married for three years, and I am a mama to a two-year-old toddler, I work at a healthcare tech company in the data science and analytics role, um, helping healthcare organizations get our insights from data to improve patient outcomes and deliver treatments to patients in need. Outside of work, I like to spend time with my family. I love to watch geography videos, and I actually host a podcast called The 15 Minutes Podcast, which is a faith-fueled podcast that airs a brand new episode. 15-minute long conversation of hope and encouragement every week. Which is how I found you on Instagram, and I love connecting with other podcasters, which we've talked about before, so I'm excited to have you. Okay, so I'm really interested to hear about data science and how you got into that, because first of all, you're a female, you're a young female, and that field is really kind of famous for being filled with men, I feel like. And here we are in the middle of COVID and you're doing data science for healthcare. Has that affected anything in your field? It's actually, I'm, I'm actually getting busier these days because all these healthcare organizations are trying to catch up, quote unquote, on their drug development, or they want to boost recruitment for their clinical trials because of the quarantine and stuff. So I feel like I'm getting busier and busier these days. I bet. How did you get into that field? This is kind of an interesting story because growing up, I've never thought that I would work in any technical or quantitative space. My Myers-Briggs is actually ENFJ, which is uh, more of a coach, teacher type of personality. But I guess when I went to college, 
I knew I wanted to work in healthcare, but something that would be very valuable and then can help people in a different capacity, in a bigger capacity. And I first joined uh, or at least got a taste of a healthcare consulting. And that was really great. But I noticed that I have to really hone in on the quantitative skills, which is why I went to graduate school in public health specifically in uh, biostatistics. And from there, I graduated and then got a job at a healthcare tech company in an analytics role and then just went from there. Uh, Here I am (laughs) working at tech company in the data science analytics role. My Myers-Briggs is ENFP. So I guess that's why we're both helping people through podcasting, huh? (laughs) That's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so great. And even to this day, I always see data as a tool to help people. Uh-huh. So you shared with the listeners at the very beginning that you are from Indonesia, which I think, honestly, most of my listeners will find fascinating. I find fascinating because I've rarely been outside the U.S. and I've never been to Asia. So can you share a little bit about what brought you from Indonesia to the U.S. and how the culture is different there? Absolutely. Yeah. So I came to the U.S. 12 years ago for college. Um, I first attended college in St. Louis, Missouri during my freshman year. Then um, it was a starking difference, obviously. And then I moved to Indiana for the rest of my college years. Um, and, And then I moved to Boston for graduate school and have been living here ever since. So in terms of cultural differences, Obviously, there are plenty, but I would just want to highlight a couple of things. Um, The first one is obviously the weather. Indonesia is a tropical country in Southeast Asia, so we have no winter. And so first time coming to the U.S., experiencing the 32 degree weather and snow, that was an experience on its own. Just kind of figure out what to wear, like and then the the accessories like gloves, hat, and boots, it's a whole other thing. And then the second is, um, I think, the culture of free speech, which I truly appreciate from this country, where one can have a freedom to express their mind freely, and it's actually encouraged. I'm not saying that we cannot do that in Indonesia, but the degree is definitely much less there than here. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are a couple of things that are different, I would say. Yeah. yeah. That is really interesting. And I have heard your story of how you came to Christ. I actually heard it on your podcast, but I think it's a beautiful story. Would you mind sharing it briefly for us? Yeah, absolutely. And to give some context. Um, so I started this podcast in September of 2021. And at that time, it was still a subscription only podcast. So I think that's how you heard that story. But that's okay, I would I would still um, share it here. So yeah, um, my journey of coming to crisis is such a such a journey. uh, And I feel like I'm still on that journey, too. So I actually grew up in a non Christian family. My parents were Buddhist and still are. But I went to a Catholic school growing up. So that's how I first heard about Jesus. And I heard, I still remember my teacher saying, this is the God that the Christians and the Catholics pray to. So I was intrigued and I learned more about the Catholic faith and 
became a Catholic. I was baptized into the Catholic Church, and I was a devout Catholic growing up. I joined the youth group. I served during Mass. And it wasn't until I came to the States when I started making poor choices, and I became sort of like losing myself a little bit. I mean, I was still a Catholic, like I, I still went to church, but Jesus was not the Lord of all. And so I was very depressed because I felt like I lost this sort of guiding principles that I thought I had. Thankfully, I got connected with Chi Alpha Christian Fellowship in college and got plugged into their small group services. And that's when I truly received Christ and never looked back ever since. And I feel like, again, I mentioned earlier that I'm still in this journey and I still am. So for people who visit my website, read my blog, they would probably see me saying, cheating you on your journey. And that is a genuine saying because I know that is a journey for me. Who would have thought like, Someone from Indonesia would receive Christ in the way that was not likely, and yet God showed up and and God reached out to me in the way that was very personal, and God met me on on my way. And then the other thing is that um, I think that's when I first knew the concept of grace, and I think. That, that changed my perspective on how I deal with people. So I believe that everyone is on their journey traveling through this life on earth. So I try not to come to conclusion too quickly when it comes to people because I never know what has led them to make that decision to that behavior or attitude. And so I try to extend as much grace as I could in the same way that God extended his grace to me. And he still is. Amen. That's that is beautiful. And I love the way that you think about it as being a journey. You're right. I I completely agree with that too, because we're not to the other side yet, are we? Like <laughs> the Lord was with us before we even mm-hmm. knew he was with us. And he continues with us and extends his grace and reveals more and more of himself to us as we travel along and know him more and more. So I love that. Okay, so I know that you have a little one. How old is your daughter? She is two years old. Okay. (laughs) So, man, I'm telling you, there's a difference, isn't there, between baby and two? And I'm telling you, there's a really big difference at three. You're about to find out. But I would love to know, how is motherhood changing you, speaking of grace? (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I feel like every mother can say that motherhood has changed them in one way or another. And I think the biggest impact of motherhood on me is that it exposes me to the grace of God in a deeper and stronger way. I alluded earlier about my exposure to the grace of God, but when I became a mom, that's like a whole other level. And let me elaborate on that. I think that grace um, isn't just to be extended to my daughter, but also to me and and. I think as a parent, we want to do things right and are often tempted to reach perfection. We either want that perfection for ourselves or our children. And what I realize is that none of us is perfect, right? I mean, shocking. But again, it's a very hard thing to do. And 
I would like to show my daughter that I'm not perfect as a mom. I'm not perfect as a human being and neither is she as, as much as I want it to be. Right. But we all will make mistakes, which is why grace is required. And I hope that this understanding will help, um, uh, will help her and sort of model her relationship with God, where she doesn't aim to reach perfection, but acknowledge that God has extended his grace to her enough for every season that that same grace will empower her to do the right thing, to make right choices in life, to love God and to love other people well. And grace, that same grace will give you freedom to do such things. So, yeah. Have there been any surprises that have come along with becoming a mom? There are a lot of surprises. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just, I mean, I know that um, there are things after you become a mom that you would not have as much control as you think you do. But I think the other thing that I truly notice is God's provision. And and let me elaborate on that. So. After becoming a mom, I thought that uh, my career would like at least slow down a little bit and, and maybe, you know, I might have to defer from any promotion or anything like that because, you know, I cannot perform in the same capacity as I was before uh, becoming a mom. Now, and I'm not saying that, you know, moms will always have that tendency. I'm not saying that at all. It's just like my initial assumption. But I think uh, at least in the in the season that I've been so far, God provided me and surrounded me with very, very supportive uh, teammate and very supportive working environment that not only um, I thrive in my career, but I got promoted, <laughs> you know, as, as I became a mom, after I became a mom. And um, I felt that provision not just in the financial way but really like opportunities to work on cool projects and things like that even with you know sporadic uh, working hours at times Um, but I'm very grateful that God provided me with such environment and and people connected me with the right people uh, in that season so very grateful for that yeah that's awesome Mm -hmm. that's really cool Uh, I always love to ask my guests on every podcast, almost every podcast, if you have like a favorite scripture passage or certain Bible verses that either are just your favorites in life or that the Lord is really using in your life right now. Yeah, this might be a crowd favorite, but Romans 8.28, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Um, This verse is just so encouraging, especially during hard times, during trial times, to know that not all things are good in this world. There are very, very hard things, very excruciatingly painful season and time. But God can still use that time. God can still use that season for good. Um, And that good definition may look different from one person to another, but We trust a good God who knows how to give good gifts. And so there's purpose in that. And I think it gives me um, power. It gives me encouragement to know that there there is purpose behind everything. I just have to own it. I just have to continue to press on to God's goodness and faithfulness. And 
Um, I love that it says, and we know, right? Like, it's not just like, and we think, <laughs> but we know that's very strong. So it shows that confidence embedded in that first and trust in, again, like God's character and uh, faithfulness that we can uh, trust him completely. And I've seen this first um, manifested in my life over and over again. So it's definitely one of my favorite verses. Mm-hmm. Me too. I have seen it that way too. So right now, as your podcast comes out, I am in the middle of a series on my podcast about self-care and healing in the middle of depression and the winter blues and exhaustion because in the mental health field where I'm working, there's kind of a mental health crisis right now after two years of pandemic life and all the changes and anxiety that that has kind of brought about in the culture and the changes in the schools and the changes all over the place. And so I think that that's an encouraging word that even relates to that too, because even though your podcast is kind of like smack dab in the middle and it's not really about that, because you're right in Christ, our pain is not wasted. Like we will go through wilderness Mm -hmm. seasons and maybe it feels like there's nothing good about it. And we can still remember, like you said, and we know that we can believe that. On the other side, the Lord is still going to use it for good. So that's that's one of my favorite verses too. I love that verse. Can you tell us about the 15-minute space and how that came about? It's really cool. So the 15 minutes, um, so it is born out of my journey of overcoming my own struggle um, of busyness. You know, how many of you have like this sort of chaotic day to day that keep you distracted and away from what matters most. I mean, I've had like too many days of that. And so, especially after coming out a year like 2020, I think I really evaluated my life in a different, in a different way. Um, because yeah, we, we just like, you know, always on the go mode, like with a laundry lists of things to do and then like um incoming source of information news that may be conflicting and catching our attention it's just a lot to process right and it keeps us distracted from really what matters most and whether you are a Christ follower or not you have things that are important you have things that you want to prioritize because you won't live forever (laughs) and so you want to make the most out of this short life. And so um, again, like for me, I want to create a space in the form of writing and podcasting where I can remind myself of what is important and at the same time offering encouragement to others who are in the same boat. I would imagine a listener getting ready in the morning, commuting to work or hiding in a bathroom from their toddler, which I've definitely done (laughs) for 15 minutes or so and can have a shot of encouragement from hearing these imperfect stories from, again, ordinary people, but paired with extraordinary and perfect God. And so, yeah, again, I started this space in September of 2021. Um, I felt like the Lord really called me into this um, early last year. And then I, I, it took me a few months to really launch it. And again, it started as a subscription only because again, like I just want to, you know, really start with like a small group of listeners and get their feedback and really learn from 
from from my listeners, you know, what they really like and and you know what content resonates most and, and because there is a difference between the content and the way you deliver it. So definitely that trial period definitely helps. So yeah, but now it's available everywhere, like you said. So really excited and thanking God for that. I also wanted to say that I feel like our ministries are not exactly the same, but similar, which is part of the reason I wanted to have you on the podcast, because that's what Pause Renew Next is all about. Like, take a minute, slow everything down, let your mind be renewed. Remember what's most important before you move on with what comes next in your day. Because for the same exact reason, because I feel like, especially as women, although that's not all of who listens to my podcast, but I'd say primarily. We stay busy and we've always got a million things running in our head and a million things that we need to do and somebody waiting for us at any given moment. So unless we intentionally slow down to do that, we just don't do a good job of it. So I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. But the other thing I always like to ask my guest is, what are you doing these days for your own soul care? Like, how are you taking good care of yourself in the midst of everything? Because we just talked about you have a two-year-old and you have a job and you're running a podcast. And listen, I know how much time that takes. That takes a lot of time. So how do you, I don't know that you balance it all, but how do you make sure that you're taking good care of yourself? Yeah, that's good. That's good. I think it comes back to knowing what matters most to you and knowing that everything has its own time and balance. Um, I love what Christy Wright uh, says, like balance is about doing the right thing at the right time. And so for me, I want to make sure that first and foremost, my relationship with God is on the right path because um, he is the most important thing, right? Of all things. And when I am in the right relationship with him then my priorities will will be right too so I need that every day quiet time bible reading and prayer um I am also a firm believer that your mental health is connected to your physical health your emotional health so I want to make sure that um I drink water I work out not as often as I would like but at least like you know stay active in some capacity and then make sure that I'm connected to my husband uh, because he's the second priority, right? And then the rest is just, you know, like just as simple as like blocking a time on your calendar, writing it down. And for me, what I found to be helpful is that create a structure, right? For example, Wednesday at this hour, this is for podcast. Thursday at this hour, this is for what? And, and, and here's another thing too. I observe Sabbath. John Mark Comer, um, he has a great book, uh, Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Mm-hmm. Highly, highly, highly recommend mm-hmm. that book. I, after reading that book, I started practicing a Sabbath and my Sabbath is Saturday. That's the day when I really don't do any podcasting, any work, any whatsoever, except family time. And in the Bible, it says that Seek first the kingdom of God and everything else will be added to you. And it's right. When you seek God and his principles, then somehow it's not that you find time, but you have control over time and you can make time for things that matter most. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's my long-winded answer. <laughs> I love it. I love it. 
I think Sabbath is so important. It really is because we will not slow down. If God had not commanded it, we just wouldn't do it. We just wouldn't. So, and you're right. I think about the same thing that you, the principle you just talked about is kind of the same thing that happens with tithing our money. Like you wouldn't know how you would Mm -hmm. come up with the 10%, but if you can tithe the 10%, suddenly you have a lot more than you thought you did because it's kind of miraculous that way. But it kind of makes us think about time differently, think about money differently too, and prioritize differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely a beautiful mm-hmm. obedience principle there. Is there anything else that you wanted to share that I didn't give you a chance to? I would just encourage everyone to remember that, and I say this on my podcast too, yes, life is busy, but there's always a space to recharge and be reminded of what is truly important. So I would encourage everyone to enter that space, even if it only takes 15 minutes. Really, it's not hard. And really just be intentional with like entering that space of again, all right, what is it that is truly important? What is it that truly matters at the end of the day? And I think it reminds me again of like, the beauty of walking with Christ is that circumstances around you can be devastating, can be painful. You might be grieving, but you can grieve with hope Mm -hmm. because you have Christ with you. Mm -hmm. Always remember that. And, And so, yeah, just want to encourage everyone to really enter that space. Even if it only takes 15 minutes, if you can do longer, that's even better. But um, to 15 minutes hiding in the bathroom from your toddler if needed be. <laughs> That's a good word. Thank you. So, Em, if people want to find you, your podcast, your website, any of that stuff, how can they find you? Yeah, thank you so much. Um, so you can find me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. My podcast name is called The 15 Minutes Podcast by M. So if you just spell out uh, the word 15 and minutes, the 15 minutes podcast by M. Or you can visit my website at www.the15minutes.space. Awesome. And I will link to all that on today's show notes. So thank you so much for being with us. It was really awesome to have you. Oh, thank you so much, Jeannie. I really have fun. Take care. Thanks again, Em, for being on today's podcast episode. Friends, I totally encourage you to go check out her podcast, The 15-Minute Podcast. You can now find it on iTunes and Spotify, or you can look at her website where you can also read her blogs, and I will link to that in today's show notes. You guys, you know you can always find me as well on the internet at Facebook or Instagram at Pause Renew Next. And you can find me at the website www.pauserenewnext.com. If you like this podcast, will you do me a favor? Would you share it with your friends? You can do that on Facebook or Instagram, but even more than that, I love word of mouth. You guys, when somebody tells me about a new book or a podcast that they're loving, I check those out. I love to hear about what my friends are loving and enjoying. So if you love this podcast, do me a favor and share it with those who you think would also benefit or be encouraged by it. Well, next week, we'll pick right back up with our series about burnout, self-care, and recovery. And I can't wait to speak with you then. I'm Jenny Detweiler, and this is PRN. Pause, renew, next. The podcast. May you be encouraged on your journey with Jesus. Jesus.